This episode about to be explicit. What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, and I'm back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. And we are back with part two of Manifesting Your Soulmate. Now, in part one, I told you guys that I would give y'all the fuckboy story, and I'm definitely going to do that. I just want to touch base, though, with you guys and just kind of catch up a little bit on what's been going on with me and what I've been up to. So since I released part one, I then did a guided meditation for the new moon and I received a lot of support on that. And I thank you guys so much for the support that you guys gave me during, you know, that run of that episode. And I probably will be doing more guided meditations. So definitely make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. And also, you know, if you guys don't know, if you're just listening to my podcast for the very first time, I am getting married next year and I'm doing a destination wedding. So I've been wedding planning and that has been so exhausting. Like I really had planned on releasing this episode last week, but sitting down to get it recorded over and edited was just like I just have not had time to do it um, I'm also working on evolutions for 2020 and I'm changing some things about evolutions because I released evolutions last year for those of you that don't know um, I released this companion for the journey of 2019 there were some things that I really really loved about the first version of this but it will not have the planner aspect in it for 2020 um but it will have more details on moon cycles and work that you can do around each moon cycle and there's other work for us to do during these cycles that could really enhance our spiritual journey and help us with our spiritual growth and also helping us with our manifestation work with our um, ritual work and I also wanted to create space in this book for you to write your own rituals as you are growing and coming up with things with recipes um, and rituals for yourself you should have a place that you could you know kind of keep these things together so I also am creating additional space in evolutions for 2020 where you can have you know spaces for your rituals and also you know I'm keeping the retrograde calendar there so that you know each retrograde exactly what it is that you need to be working on and what you need to be focused on and it's really just a tool to help you to evolve and it's there are so many other things that I'm adding and including with it and things that I'm making better about it things that are going to be staying the same but I think the biggest change is that the planner aspect is being removed from it so I'm really excited about it I will give you guys some visuals coming up Um, I'm just just polishing some things and rearranging some things, putting some things in order and putting the finishing touches on it. And it is a definite labor of love, but I'm really, really excited for what's to come with it. So if you're interested, pre-sales will be going on starting in November. It's a great, great tool for you to have handy and it's going to be beautiful and amazing. So Let's get into today's episode, though. We are doing part two of Manifesting Your Soulmate, and hopefully you have already listened to part one. But if you have not, 
go back and listen to part one. Get a pen, get some paper. I gave you guys some helpful tools um, and tips, and I really think that you should take full advantage of that. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to part one. Also by now, I hope that you have made your list and that you have um, put down on paper what it is that you want. Sometimes that's like the most challenging thing for us to figure out is exactly what do we want. Before you can visualize, because visualization is really, really crucial. And before you can do any rituals or put into practice the law of attraction on a conscious level, when it comes to manifesting your soulmate, you have to first know what it is that you want. And from there, once you put it on paper, visualization is part two of the, it's a crucial part of the formula. And these things, these two things, writing it down on paper and then, you know, visualizing it are two crucial aspects of the formula. I have talked to several people that are happily married that wrote this list down and they manifested their partners in the very same way that I'm telling you guys to do it. And I'm telling you that this does work. So I wanna make a note about visualization as well before I kind of go any further. When you're visualizing, make sure that you are getting yourself on the proper vibrational level. And the way to do that is by getting yourself to a place of joy and just pure joy and pure bliss. So one thing that's really helpful is thinking about like the happiest day of your life. Go back to that space where you were in your mind and that is where you want to start. That is the emotion that you want to draw in. That's the feeling that you want to feel when you start to visualize the characteristics and attributes of your divine partner. That's really important. But after you've done those things and you're like, well, why is this not seeming to work? Why am I still single? I want you to keep a few things in mind. And I'm going to give you guys a few things I really want you to keep in mind as to why it may not be working for you right now. Number one, consider the fact that some aspect of your life may be out of alignment. Think about it like this. Whenever you are attending to one area of your life, but another area of your life is falling short, you're kind of throwing your your balance off. So you want to make sure that you are caring for yourself in every area of your life. And also, sometimes we um, when you aren't following What you know in your spirit is the thing that you're supposed to be doing, the path that you're supposed to be on. You're going to get checked for that. So understand that when you're not in alignment, you can't sometimes you're, you're prolonging your blessings from being able to meet you because you're not on path. When you're on path, you're in a direct collision course with your destiny. But when you are in alignment and you're off your path, you are prolonging yourself from getting where you're supposed to be going. So when you start veering off to the left or to the right and you get off course, you get off the path, it's not that it's not going to happen for you. It's just that you're prolonging it. And once you get back on path, then, you know, you pick up your momentum again and get in alignment with your destiny. 
So just keep that in mind. Um, Another thing that just a tip that I want to give you guys that as you're dating and you're considering and trying to figure out, you know, is this my divine partner? Is this person right for me? Is this the one? Bring your children around them or your niece or your nephew. Bring a kid around them and pay attention to that child's energy. Children are so in tuned um, spiritually and children are, they're such spiritual beings. If you pay attention to kids, their clear senses are so strong. And if you just pay attention and then talk to them after, you will find out a lot of what you need to know. And keep in mind, you don't necessarily want to bring that person into your child's sacred safe space allow them though to interact with that individual and some kids are are naturally shy it may take a little bit longer but just pay attention to that child's energy around them I remember like I did not ever used to pay attention to my son's energy I just wasn't in tune and I remember a couple of guys that I dated that he never I mean and I dated guys you know these guys for extended periods of time and he did not want to be around me when I was with them and that just didn't you know I just wasn't in tune at that time you know I was still in a place where I just didn't want to be by myself and I was just I wanted a man in my life and I had this agenda and I had this time frame for which I wanted to achieve this goal of having a husband and it was just like You know, I was just looking for someone to propose to me. And that was really the energy that I was giving off and the the way that I carried myself. And my son, his energy did not his energy did not resonate with that person's energy. And because I wasn't paying attention to him, I totally missed that. But I want to just point that out to you guys just as a tip, just in general, because your children know kids know Even the ones that are wild and seem to be out of control, kids know they have the purest energy of any of us. And and they're going to pick up on things that we may not even pick up on. Um, Another thing that I want you to keep in mind when you feel like I'm doing everything that that you said that I should do and like, why am I still single? Well, you may not be ready yet. You may not be ready. The cycle that you're currently in may not be done for you. And until that cycle is done, you are going to remain where you are. And the most important thing when you're in the space that you're in at this very moment is to remain mindfully present. Be present where you are. Be appreciative of the blessings that you are still receiving right here as a single individual because there are still some things maybe right now for you to gain. And spirit might not be ready to graduate you to the next level yet. There may may still be some, and I talked about this in part one, but there may still be some healing that needs to occur. And so keep in mind that things don't always happen on the timeline that we anticipate. If I would have had it my way, I would have been married by the age of 24. I would have four kids. That would have been my life. Married by 24 with four kids. And by now I would be divorced. I know that for a fact because 
I was not ready. And I thought in certain moments, like I was ready in my mind, like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. But I wasn't ready. I hadn't done the healing work that needed to occur. I hadn't grown up enough and matured enough to be able to handle the love that I thought that I wanted or the the relationship status that I thought that I wanted at that time. And once I caught that and I realized, dang, I am not ready for marriage. I don't even want this. I don't even want to be married. Spirit started working on me and, you know, things started to fall into place. Once I got in alignment, I was so out of alignment that the things that were for me were falling, but they weren't falling in my hands because I wasn't where I was supposed to be to to receive them. And so just keep in mind that you may just not be ready yet. And that's okay. That's okay. Get where you're supposed to be getting right now in this very moment and allow yourself to enjoy life and to live your life. Continue to live your life even while you're waiting on your divine partner. Sometimes we get in our minds that this certain person is for us. So we stop living our lives because we want to make sure that that person sees that we're available. But what's for you is going to be for you and you won't have to do flips and tricks for it. It will come to you naturally. Another reason why it may not be happening the way that maybe you think that it should be happening right now is because maybe you're being protected. If you aren't tuned in to your intuition and to your spiritual senses, sometimes spirit will step in and intervene to protect you from yourself and from your poor decisions. And that definitely happened for me on several occasions. I was protected. I've been protected from so many things along my journey that I shouldn't even be here. But here I am because fear intervened and stepped in for me and protected me. So that may be what's happening for you right now. Maybe your discernment is off and you're still allowing the wrong people into your life and you're allowing people to use you and abuse you and mistreat you and take you for granted and waste your time. So maybe right now you're just being protected. I will tell you, if you look around at your circle of friends, that's going to tell you a lot about your level of discernment and whether or not you are in tune with your intuition. Your friends will tell you so much about who you are. And if you aren't taking the initiative to follow the lead of your spirit, sometimes spirit will step in and intervene. The last thing I want to share is just a reminder that your faith and your belief that it's already done is all that you need. That's all that you need. Have the faith, believe it, and get into alignment. And you, you know, like I said, visualization and doing your manifestation practices, those things really help put you in direct alignment in a collision course with your destiny. So since doing part one, I was actually online and I came across a post that said if a man doesn't have a passport and hasn't been out of the country, then I'm not interested in him. And I get that we all have our preferences, but I've noticed 
um, between that post and other conversations that I had since I released part one of this two-part series was that some of y'all need to lower your standards and let go of the Disney movie image or the fairy tale image that you have of what relationships are and what an ideal partner should look like because some of the things that you're caught up on are really superficial and if you're looking for your divine partner if you are looking for the person that is for you that is going to have your back that is going to support you and your dreams that's going to love you when you're unlovable you definitely need to let go of some of the things that you have in your mind about relationships because it just doesn't work that way and too many women especially want a ready-made partner and what spirit may have for you may require you both to do some growing together now I'm going to tell you a statement like that if you don't have a passport stamp is really superficial and I get it like we want somebody that has their proverbial shit together But at the same time, you have to understand that maybe that person hasn't been out of the country because they were building a business or going to school to further educate themselves on their respective professional career field. Maybe they were taking care of a relative that was ill, or maybe they didn't have the money because they had other responsibilities. Maybe they made some mistakes and they're trying to clean up their credit and so travel has not been the priority. Understand that those are things that can change for, you know, with a person. Also, I know a lot of us women get caught up in how a man dresses and all of that. And yeah, those things are great. But when you're thinking about the character of a person versus the style that they carry themselves with, let me tell you, sisters, especially y'all can dust him off. He can be polished. But what can't be changed is a person's core character in the fact that if they aren't willing to change and they aren't doing and they aren't active in working on changing certain things about themselves, then you're doing yourself a disservice and a great injustice to yourself. And especially if you have children, a disservice and injustice to them as well. And there are good men out here. They just need to be polished. They need to be dusted off a little bit. They need a a woman's touch, a little TLC. And y'all are looking right through them. Y'all looking right around them. They're standing right in front of your face. The guy that's always shown you respect, always been kind and sweet to you, never disrespected you, always had good conversation, makes you laugh, but you looking past him because he's not packaged in the way that you think he should be. Or because he's a little chubby. You can adorn him with accessories later, sis. Step out of the box. That's what I had to do. I had to step out of the box because I had boxed myself in with a certain type of man that was no good for me. Spirit is not gonna give you something that does not enhance your quality of life on every level. There are certain aspects of an individual's personality that are just who they are. And 
we as women sometimes get caught up on trying to fix that about somebody. And we end up wasting countless years trying to fix somebody or hoping that they will change because we see the good in them, but they don't even see it in themselves or they're content with who they are. It works for them. And instead of accepting that and moving forward with your life, you've now decided and committed yourself to fixing this person. So now you have this dead weight attached to your ankle and you're trying to travel. You're trying to make money moves. You want to live your best life. But every time you get ready to soar and fly, you have this dead weight that's just constantly dragging you down. It's easier for you dead weight to hold you down than it is for you to be able to lift that dead weight up and carry it around for the rest of your life. Instead of getting caught up on trying to fix them, understand that that is not your job. That is not your job to fix them. And just because you love them and you are attached to that toxicity does not mean that that is your divine partner or your soulmate. And let's just keep it real. It's too late in the game to be trying to fix somebody. Sometimes we're holding ourselves back and standing in our way. Like I said to you guys a moment ago about why it might not be happening in the way that you think that it should is that, you know, you're being protected sometimes from yourself because carrying an attitude like if you don't have a passport stamp, I'm not fucking with you. That energy and that attitude and all that comes with that won't work in a relationship. Understand that a person can get a passport and they could easily get a passport stamp at any time. Lower your standards if you are so caught up on the things that can change. He can get another car that runs better. But sometimes you have to understand that spirit wants us to grow with a person because as we grow and even as we're being challenged with that person, it's going to show more of who we are. It's going to show more of who that person is and it's going to show us more of what we have or what we're lacking in that relationship. I'll be honest and completely transparent with you. My fiance's income has increased by almost $20,000 since we started dating two years ago. And my income has increased by about $30,000 since we started dating two years ago. If we would have been caught up on how much each other had in the bank and we wouldn't have focused our attention on conversations about our future or about where we saw ourselves going together or about the things that we wanted and the things that really mattered at the end of the day, then we might not have made it to this point. So I just want to throw that out there and remind you guys of that. Let me get y'all though into this fuckboy story because I went on this date with this guy and after coming home from this date, I really, really was just, honestly, I was devastated. And I was devastated because I had been dating and dating and stepping outside of the box. And I was like, okay, I recognized that I was attracting the same type of guy to me. I couldn't figure out why. I didn't realize that I needed to do healing work at that time. So 
I'm like, I don't know why I keep attracting the same type of guy to me and the same type of energy to me. And the same kind of guy always approaches me. I don't even have to say anything to them. It's like the same guy all the time approaching me, you know, and trying to get with me. And it was really frustrating. When I came home from this date with this fuck boy, I was just like, you know what, God, whatever we need to do to get this together, let's do this because I'm tired. Sis is exhausted at this point. And but let me give y'all the story. So I met this guy at the gas station because for some reason, I guess maybe the petroleum in the gasoline and my pheromones combined together attracted fuckboys to me at gas stations. This was a regular happening for me for a long time. Like my friends will tell you, for some reason, I was always meeting somebody at a gas station. And I should have known when I met the dude at the gas station that that was the, that should have been a red flag that it wasn't going to work because it had never worked. But I met this guy and we exchanged numbers. So, you know, we're texting, we're having conversation. It's very, you know, very basic level. Nothing that was like blowing my mind. But he asked me out to eat and I was like, of course, you know, like I'm always down for a free meal. And that's where I went wrong. This is exactly the moment where I should have known that I was fucked up. When I accepted the meal from a guy that I knew I really had no interest in, sis, stop doing that. Because I know I'm not the only person that has ever gone out with somebody that I had like no interest in anyways, just for a free meal. Well, (laughs) let's go on with the story. So I was already going to be at the mall. And when we arranged, you know, to meet up for lunch on a Saturday I was like, cool, I'm already at the mall. He was like, well, you decide wherever you want to eat. Like, it's on me. Let's meet up so we can talk. So I was like, okay, Cheesecake Factory is here. And, you know, he was like, cool, be there in a few. All right, meet you there. So I get there and I have a seat at the bar and chop it up for a little bit with the bartender. And I order a drink. Now, my mom and my aunts, they used to be like, girl, don't go on a date with nobody nowhere that you can't afford to pay for yourself because you never know. And so that's always kind of been like my rule of thumb. So I will always, you know, make sure that whatever I order, whatever I, you know, whatever I picked, wherever I picked for us to go, I could pay for it on my own dime. So I'm sitting at the bar and I ordered a drink while I was waiting on him to come in. So he comes in and he sits down next to me. He's like, gave me a hug, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. So we're just having a little small talk. And he was like, well, go ahead and order. And I was like, all right, cool. Now, he didn't order anything to eat, but he ordered two drinks. I ordered my food and my food comes. And so we're just, you know, chopping it up, talking about our families, you know, having a little bit of still base level conversation, but still you know, still a little get to know you kind of conversation. So we're talking and I'm done eating, but there's still like a fourth of my plate still has food on it. So I order another drink and we're kind of wrapping things up and the bartender brings the check. So when she brought the check, he was like, oh, you left her stuff on my check. And I'm looking like, what stuff? What? Who? 
whose stuff she left on your check and it was my stuff that he was talking about okay and it was just like hmm okay that's interesting and he was dead serious like he said it with a straight face and he basically looked at her like fix this and this shit just got hella awkward because I had no idea that we were going Dutch. <laughs> that was never, you know, a part of the conversation. And here I am going out with this dude for a free meal. And yet, sis got played in a major way. And I was just like, is this really happening? But that's not all. She brought my check to me and his check and he continued to talk like like he didn't just totally shade the fuck out of me. Like, okay, if I ask you out, if I'm like, hey, let's go to Papa Do's on Friday and we go to Papa Do's, I'm rolling the dice that I might be paying for that because I invited you out. If you ask me out, then you supposed to be paying for me. And if I invite myself and you're already going somewhere, then I'm rolling the dice again that I might be paying for myself, okay? That is how I, that's like the standard regulatory bylaws of dating, okay? If you don't know, that's what it is. So when he invited me out, of course, naturally I was expecting on the paper. I just had to accept the fact that I got played. But that wasn't the part that really just blew my mind. The part that really blew my mind was when he looked at my plate and then he was like, can I have that? You heard that right. He wanted to eat my leftovers. And I'm just trying to hold it together right now. Okay. I am coming to grips with the reality of the fact that I just stepped into the middle of a finesse session and this date turned Dutch and I'm paying for my own food but now this dude just asked to eat my leftovers so technically I got finessed into paying for both of us to eat it was in this moment that I realized that I had a karmic debt that was so deep and went so far back. Like I was really questioning what my ancestors did that brought me to this point. Okay. I had a moment where I just left my body because I couldn't take it. I had had enough. I'm just looking around like this is not really happening to me. And I have this thing that's a part of my moral code where if a person is hungry and I can help them, I have to help them, especially if I have food. So I couldn't tell him no, because obviously he was hungry. And let me tell y'all, before there was a Pastor Wilson, there was this motherfucker. He was like a human garbage disposal. And I was embarrassed for him and myself. Listen. That day, I realized that I was done. I was done. I had just had enough. I didn't know what about me I was giving off that was like, hey, fuck boy, here I am, you know? And I was just attracting 
I was attracting guys that made me just really not want to date quite like really honestly I was just to the point I had always been a hopeless romantic but I was just getting to the point where I was just really like I can't do this anymore I mean it only took one motherfucker to eat off my plate for me to realize that I was really just I was in a bad place that moment I'm thankful for now because it really brought about a shift in my life. When I went home, I just prayed like, God, whatever we need to do, whatever we need to fix, let's work on it. And if it had not been for that moment, I probably would not have stopped and sat down and just focused my energy inward. Instead of waiting on someone to rescue me or waiting on a man to save me, I began to work on myself. And once I started to do that work on myself, I realized why I was attracting a certain type of guy. And it was because I was walking around wounded and my wounds were infected and attracting maggots and flies. And on top of that, I was giving off an almost desperate energy that was attracting people and making me like a sitting duck. And those things had to be addressed. That work had to be done. And once I surrendered and just said, you know what, this is not for me right now. It was that moment that that took me there that caused me to surrender. But without it. I may not have been ready to do the work that needed to be done so that I could transmute past that level because I felt like I kept hitting a ceiling and I didn't want to do it anymore. I just became really selective about who I entertained and who I allowed myself to be entertained by. And then I just, I waited and continued living my life and being present and appreciative in the moment. And I'm telling you, one of the game changers was my daily gratitude, just daily finding things to be thankful for and giving thanks and being open to whatever blessings or lessons were meant to come my way where I was in that moment. I stopped getting so stuck on tomorrow and next year and the future of things and I lived in the moment presently in the moment making good decisions at that time in in those opportunities that I had to make good wise sound decisions which set me up anyways for a positive future so those are the things that I did those are the things that I highly recommend that you do and manifesting and attracting your soulmate. And it's not difficult. I think we make it difficult when we skip steps in the formula or when we have a loss of faith or a lack of patience and a lack of faith and belief that what's for us will find us. Once I stopped hyper-focusing on having somebody, things began to fall into place. My healing became a priority So I actually became prepared for what it was that I asked for those years ago when I wrote in that notebook. I became prepared for the type of person that spirit had for me. And 
Once I did that, things began to just fall in place around me. Just in general, my quality of life improved once I took my focus off of having someone else in my life and realized that I am the soulmate. I am my divine partner. And anybody else that comes along is additional and they're a bonus. But I am the divine partner. I am the soulmate. And once you realize that, everything else that you need to make this journey more pleasurable, more beautiful, more enjoyable, will begin to be attracted to you. You will give off a beautiful and sweet aroma that will attract beautiful and amazing things to you. So all you have to do is come to the realization that you are the divine partner. You are the soulmate of your soul and of your life. And it's such a beautiful thing when you get to that place because anybody else that comes along just compliment the beauty that already exists in your world. And that's what happened for me. Um, Our relationship has been built on a friendship and I appreciate the amazing things that he brings to the table. I appreciate, you know, the amazing things that we share together in a partnership. And I do believe that he is my soulmate and my divine partner, but he's secondary to the partnership that I hold with myself. And it's been a beautiful journey. Understand that your healing is continual. And the more that you focus on being the best, highest quality version of yourself, the more that you're going to see that life just seems to get better and better and better. Not to say that you won't be challenged, not to say that things will always be perfect and that when they're not perfect, you must be out of alignment because I don't believe that. But that's just to say that you will understand the process and the purpose behind all of it. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Please be sure to share this episode with just one person and go back to part one. Take notes. Come back here. Take notes. And if you aren't already, follow me on Instagram at Spiritual Bestie. If you'd like to support this podcast monetarily, you can do so through Cash App at Spiritual Bestie. And if you want to reach me, you can find me by going to my website, www.pineapplesunday.com. And you can feel free to email me as well at spiritualbestie at gmail. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date each and every time I release an episode. Until next time, peace.